Hello, thank you for joining the Net Politics podcast. I'm Adam Siegel, the director of the Council on Foreign Relations Digital and Cyberspace Program and senior fellow for China Studies. Uh, with us today is Admiral Mike Rogers, the director of the National Security Agency and commander of the U.S. Cyber Command. Uh, Admiral Rogers, uh, for a long time, U.S. government officials were talking about the threat of a destructive attack, a digital Pearl Harbor or digital 9-11. Uh, and what we saw with the Sony attack was something more like what uh, DNI Clapper had described as a low-level disruptive attack. When the Sony attack happened uh, and we ran through the response, did we learn anything new? Did we learn the U.S. government was not prepared for that type of attack? And, and, and what should we do uh, moving forward? So I think, number one, we learned the power of the public-private partnership, where Sony the uh, private company that they hired to help them with security, cybersecurity in the aftermath of the event, the FBI ourselves were able to come together and pretty quickly come to a consensus about what had happened, how it had happened, and who did it. That coordination was a real positive. Now, the flip side is I love coordination, but I'm always somewhat frustrated when it's after the event and the uh, horse has already left the barn, so to speak. That's, that was a positive, though. I think it also highlights, though, to us that the future, if you will, in terms of our ability as a nation to forestall those kinds of events, whether they be in the scenario you talked about, you know, you'll hear some people talk about the 9-11, the, the Pearl Harbor, or the kind of things we see in Sony and so many other companies every day. The, the biggest takeaway to me is we have got to put this public-private partnership in place right now that we cannot wait to do this, that you can't expect the private sector to defend itself against the efforts of nation states, groups, actors. And likewise, you can't just turn to the government and say, well, this is your job, that it's about how we bring it all together. So on the public-private cooperation side, there's been recent reporting about tensions between the U.S. government's view of encryption and back doors and front doors uh, and the tech companies themselves, who a lot of them think it's impossible to create a front door or a back door that would not be vulnerable to, to another hacking. You, you've talked a little bit about how part of the solution would be a legal framework for, for solving that. Are there things that the NSA itself could do, steps in transparency or reaching out to the private sector that might move this forward? So um, I think the key here is, number one, you got to have a dialogue. We, we just can't be talking past each other. And each side has a very valid concern. The fundamental notion of privacy and the idea that, hey, we want to create systems of communication so that our citizens can feel like, well, I'm just not being indiscriminately monitored. That's a very fair and very valid concern. The flip side is, I think, also a very valid concern. We're living in a world in which criminals terrorists, bad actors, are using the same software and hardware that each of us are using in our private lives. They are using that to achieve effects that cause harm and injury to our citizens, our interests, and those of our friends and allies around the world. So how can we create constructs that can address the concerns of both sides where no one particular individual or entity has total control here? So I am not interested, for example, in a system where well, NSA or the FBI or fill in the government entity can just unilaterally access any information they want. I, I don't agree with that. But on the other hand, I do agree, can't we create some mechanism that will enable us to harness the power of both technology and potentially a legal framework that will provide that level of comfort to our citizens that says, well, this is something that's being done in a controlled way with multiple checks and balances and no one single actor can just unilaterally do whatever they want. 
I think there is a way that we can do this. I certainly hope, and as the director of NSA, as the commander of the United States Cyber Command, I'm interested in being part of the solution, not part of the problem. Last year, Michael Daniel, the cybersecurity coordinator in the White House, wrote a blog post about some of the thinking that goes behind when the United States would disclose a zero day and when it would hold it. Uh, And then in an interview with Wired, he suggested that maybe the U.S. government would purchase zero days off the market. Uh, Have you thought at all about what that does to the price of zero days, to the market? Are we encouraging the proliferation of those zero days and and what that would look like as we go forward? I mean, we're working our way through it. This this broad concept or idea is not unique to cyber. You have seen this idea discussed in areas where we also felt we had a national imperative. Guns, drugs, where at times we talk about amnesty, we talk about buyback. So it's not unique. My first comment would be it's not unique to cyber. As a nation, we got to work our way through this. You know, that's the policy arena. It's not my particular specialty. Um, We'll work our way through it and we'll come to a decision as to what are we comfortable with. Uh, Emma Rogers, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you and have a great day. Thanks.